Our text this morning is the uh, the second reading, Revelation 21. Uh, let's go back to those last two verses. They will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. This is our text. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, let me ask, uh, any of you ever made a sandcastle on the beach? I'm guessing you probably most of you have one time or another. Uh, maybe it's been a while since you messed with that last, but uh, maybe not. I don't know. I, I have uh, always thought they were sort of fun to build, and people do it all the time. Uh, I also have uh, some memory of going to the beach with my family when I was a kid, and uh, uh, we had to learn the hard way that you don't build sandcastles too close to the water because tides will do damage. They, uh, the tide comes in and trashes the place. Uh, I remember my mom calling us all to come get some lunch, and then when we come back, there's nothing but flat sand. Uh, that's just the nature of sandcastles. They get gone. The tide uh, sails them. They fall to pieces. They disappear. They dissolve, and it's like they never were there. Um, now, uh, this is very much like the way things go with the kingdom of God if you're not uh, looking at it quite the right way. The, the, the future that uh, John sees in this part of Revelation shows two things to be rather obvious. The first of them is that no one who brings any evil into the world, uh, even against God's people, will succeed in undoing his kingdom. The kingdom is coming. There's nothing anybody can do to stop it. It is God's intent, and he will make it so. If you see this text, you know that it's coming. He doesn't say maybe it will be there or kind of will be there, but the kingdom is coming down and I haven't done. Um, the, uh, if anyone tries to build it themselves is the other problem. If you try to build it yourself, then... Uh, then likewise it's going to fail because, uh, well, uh, if human beings go about these things, they're just building sandcastles, so to speak, uh, uh, because they lack um, God's intent. Uh, they, they always end the same way in the tide, and the kingdom is going to come the way it happens. It's supposed to happen and will always happen. It only comes one way, uh, the exact way God intends, and that way is eternal. Uh, I, I know you don't, well, I mean, if, if, if you do, just let me know. Uh, I know you don't intend to defy God and, and try to uh, overthrow the, uh, the building part. Oh. You know, if God's going to make a church, you're good with that, I know. Uh, even so, every now and then we do try to take over the building. Um, it's, uh, it's part of our program to be, uh, well, uh, what would you say, assertive about what God's up to and, and try to get into the program and help him. Uh, to, to be sure, you have duty to live by faith that includes what you do in your church and in your life and to do what God asks you. But, but mostly, that's 
just whatever he sets before you. If you understand that he's the one that made you, he's the one that saved you, he's the one that set you in your circumstances, he's the one that gives you all the resources, talents, and uh, gifts that you have, uh, then you understand that he puts you where the circumstances he want, wants handled are, are right in front of you, and, and that being faithful to that is just that. So whether you're talking about being on a job or whether you're, uh, you have a place in the family, because I mean, you all do some way or other. There's mothers and fathers and grandparents and nieces and nephews and sons and daughters and all that stuff. Whatever you are in your family, that's your purpose too. Uh, and your place in your church, whatever that happens to be. And then of course, there's all the other different kinds of life's duties that lay before you. Uh, you, you the other thing you understand is you can't even uh, look at God in the midst of all that and uh, try to tell him, uh, make it work like this. Although we do try to do that. Um, you, you could ask, uh, and you should, that's why we pray, but uh, we need to leave these things up to God, and sometimes it's very hard to do. If things don't seem to be going well, then most of the time we try to take over. But trying to make churches grow, to make them look like they're successful, uh, to make and keep uh, goals for God's church, uh, that's just sandcastles, because it's not your problem. God is the one that makes churches. He's the one that makes them work. He's the one that makes their shape and who's in them and what they are. Uh, that's not our problem. We only have our duty. And in the end, whatever you do, uh, even if you try to jump in the middle of that, because like, as I said, we all kind of do that sometimes, uh, it's still going to go God's way. There's nothing you can do to change it. He's going to decide how he wants it to go. And, and you should be saying, I'm into that. But it's hard. Well, make no mistake, John sees something here that should take all those kind of thoughts away from you. Here comes the bride, uh, comes to mind here. Uh, he, he sees the bride descending from heaven. It's the bride of Christ, mind you. The bride of Christ is what we're talking about. Descending out of heaven, and it says, from God. It always comes from God. There isn't any, else, any place else it can come from. Uh, he is the one that does this. And, and what he's seeing is that his bride, the church, is to be remade in perfection. And, and uh, understand there's just a lot of symbols going on here. It sounds like he's talking about a city coming down. He calls it Jerusalem, but in, he calls it bride, not building, not city. A, ch a church of believers. Uh, these are uh, symbols. And, and, and it's, it's of God. It's not made by human hands. Uh, it's not affected by human hands. Um, or, or it would end up being created by sin. And this we would not want. If you can imagine trying to be in charge or having any part really of what God is doing to make his church, you understand that you don't want your hands in that. Because we sin. What we make is sin. What our intention decides is sin. What God wants is perfection. And so his son's bride is now pure and now holy and uh, soon enough will be perfect. And I'm not talking about his building. I'm talking about you. 
Uh, and I mean that because, uh, well, anything else would be corrupt and mortal, but what God has made is you, human, child of God, believer, um, and now his son's bride, now pure, now holy, now soon enough protected, can be nothing less than that, because that is the way God makes things. After God made you, uh, and uh, understand when, you know, since you're human beings, you have that corruption of sin in you, there comes arrogance and ignorance and weakness and foolishness and all those things. He is aware of all of that because sin does that, but he made you and you were forgiven. Everything that you do in the way of sin, it has been removed. You've been made holy in the crucified Christ. He has gone to a lot of trouble to make that so. And it can be no less than the Son of God that makes this so. It can be no less. Everything that has the glory of any kind in all the world, every nation, every ruler, everything honorable will be brought to the glory and honor of your God. That's one of the things that John sees here. All of that, everything that is good is coming to God, including you. All of that is going to the lamb that is your savior. And as it turns out, your bridegroom. Now I know you don't all think of yourselves as brides, which is probably good, <laughs> but you are one. Uh, together as the body of Christ, the church, you are the bride of Christ. You are seeing here in these words, that marriage ceremony, all of it brought to God in honor and in glory. He's bringing you. All of it could be no less, and it will be perfected in Christ at hands of God. It may not yet seem uh, easy though. There's this worrisome bit toward the end here that talks about, uh, well, John hears that nothing unclean, uh, nothing, no one that does anything detestable or any kind of false will be allowed in. You know, when I see that, I think of myself and I say, I think I'm in trouble. Okay, we all know what we are. Before God, we are sinners. But this is different now. Because you have been completely cleansed of all of your sin. It's been removed by God himself in the shed blood of his only son. The Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world is not just a, a thing that it gets called. It's what he does. It's what he is. Your Savior, your husband. So I would say fear not, as much as it seems like it would happen. Be confident, because Christ is your confidence. Have hope, because God is your hope, and these things will not be taken from you. There's this uh, description of the thing coming down out of heaven, this new Jerusalem. The old one is gone. The old world is gone. The old heaven is gone even. This is something new that God is making with you. He describes this thing. Uh, apparently this whole city is going to be made of crystal. Can you, I don't, can you picture that? Uh, the gates. Uh, I mean, you know, you could, I think of it uh, not just like a, a, a gate in your fence, but more like a gate in a wall. That's more like what we're talking about. The whole gate, every one of the 12 gates, they're all made of each a single pearl. 
Now, how big is a pearl like that? I can't even picture it. He says the streets of this place uh, are gold, uh, but transparent like glass. I can't picture that either. But that's what it says. Can Can you imagine anybody but God making this church, making us what we are, making us his bride, making his city as perfect and wonderful as it could ever be for eternity. That is what he has done. This is what you want to be done. (laughs) You don't want to be a part of any piece of this because you know what you are and what you would do with it. You want God to do this. You want his will fulfilled. You want all things to be in his hands, not in your own. Only him, all in Christ, and as it turns out, in his own mind, all for you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.